welcome back to the best podcast, your favorite podcast, Good Books, Bad Banter. I am your host, Maddie. And I'm Tori. And today we're... <laughs> oh, I just went... here we go. <laughs> and today we're talking about You're That Bitch by Bretman Rock. And it's like, it's a longer title. It's like, You're That Bitch and other cute stories to be unapologetically yourself. So, Yeah. I'm so excited for this one. It is a short, tiny little book, and obviously it's a memoir, Mm -hmm. essentially, kind of like a mini memoir of how Bretman Rock became Bretman Rock. He has lived quite a life. To say the least. Like, I genuinely did not know he was, like, I knew his family was from the Philippines, but I didn't realize that he grew up in the Philippines and then emigrated here. Yeah, same. Didn't he come to Hawaii at, like, six, though? Ten. Ten. Okay. Ten. Sorry. So I, that's sometimes a- I was jumping around, and which made it, like, kind of hard to, like, remember the timeline. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, he was, like, ten or eleven, so he was older. That's right. That's right, because of the nanny made Situation. Debacle. Piece. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but no, we got to read this book for this, uh, this week and it was perfect. I think it was such a great, like lighthearted read and we read Jeanette McCurdy's memoir earlier this, like it wasn't this year, it was, it was last, last year. year. Oh my God. I know. It's weird um, <clears throat> I think about our birthday and it's like, well, within this year, because our birthday's in July. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, not really, but yes. We read it last year, so I figured that this probably would be a good memoir to add on to and probably something that people could have a little bit more fun with, especially because he narrates it himself. Yeah. So, and he's just so funny. He is so He's funny. just, I love his, like, whole demeanor. He says, he cusses a lot, and I love that. I know, he <laughs> does. I he cusses do all the time. He calls everyone bitch, and I love it. Yes. But I learned a lot of things about Bretman that I did not know. And I just love him so much more even after this. Like, I was already... I've told Tori this, too. And I've told this to multiple people. Like, I love Bretman. Like, I had Same. the biggest crush on him. And oh, I was like... No, I still do. Oh, I... He is so beautiful. He is. And it's upsetting because he will never want me. And yeah. I'm like, ugh. He's just gorgeous. He, he is. He, he's uh, Gorgina. And I just love him so much. Same. And I just wish... I want to meet him because he seems like so much fun, too. Like, he would just be, like, such a fun person. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I feel like we'd have some really great memories. Just chaotic as fuck. <laughs> but good memories, nonetheless. Um. <clears throat> anyways. So, do we want to do three updates before we get into it? Yeah. Three updates. Dear Lord. I don't even know, man. Uh, What did I do this last weekend? I don't know. What did you do this last weekend? What did I do? You went to Dallas, dude. Oh, yeah. I went to Dallas. Sorry, I have memory loss. <laughs> I went to Dallas for a baby shower. We got in late Friday night, and then we left Sunday morning. It wasn't anything crazy. We had a crawfish boil. Mm-hmm. And so that was really yummy. And then... So we were staying at their house because it was one of Aaron's really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so people got there at like 10 a.m. to start setting up. And then like people didn't leave until 
like 9, 8.39, so it was like just a really long day of like being around people I don't know. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the day, my social battery was dead as fuck. Yeah. Aaron was so drunk. At a baby shower? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They like to party. Their pa- their families were super fun. Like, they were drinking and partying and what whatnot, but... I was so tired and he was so drunk. I literally laid in bed and like passed out at 10 p.m. Amazing. It was so nice. And then um, on the way back, we stopped and got ice cream. And what else did we do? Well, what did it. you do yesterday? Yesterday we went to a bike night at a like restaurant cafe down the road. It was really fun. We actually made friends. Good. Like, exchanged Instagrams with people and stuff. Good. Yeah. And I think Aaron will probably go to some more. And next time, like, if I want to go, I'll just, um, we'll go at the very beginning and then come back by 730 when we have movie night. Okay. Slash patch. Because it starts at six usually. Oh, So we can still go places for, like, an hour. But everyone was like, oh, my God, you need to get a bike, too, so you can ride with them. And I'm like, don't encourage me. I already fucking want one. We were just talking about that earlier, too. What? About whenever this podcast takes off, like, what we want to oh, buy. Yeah. Expensive. I told Tori <clears throat> earlier this weekend that I was like, dude, when we finally, like, take off on this podcast, I want us to get Cartier rings. Why? I don't know. I have always, like, associated Cartier, like, with achievement and stuff, and I also wear a fuck ton of rings anyways, so that would just make more sense to me. Um, I'm not saying that they're pretty or anything. They're nice, but for me, I just was always wanting a Cartier ring, and (laughs) Tori was like, "Mm, absolutely not, (laughs) and she's like, I was like, well, what the fuck would you want then? Like, if you could just, like, something, obviously it would be something expensive. And then I said, like, I want something expensive and designer. And, which I think probably would just more fall into, like, jewelry for me. Only because, like, that's more timeless than, like, I know if you take care of purses and stuff, they they become timeless, too. But for me, I I am a jewelry gal. I mean, I'm not opposed to jewelry. I'm just not going to get Cartier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So... Anyways, I asked her, I was like, well, what would you get? And then I think I suggested it was like a motorcycle. And you're like, no, stop it. And I was like, yeah, with like purple accents. Cute. That would be so fun. You're like, hell yeah, that's what I want. So I do want a bike. So I'm going to get a ring. Tori's going to get a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not a, well, a motorcycle, not a bike. Yeah. So, but anyways. Those are my updates. I took a bunch of photos. Yeah. Your new camera came in finally. Yeah. And I got an SD card reader that I can, like, upload the photos straight into my phone. Nice. Instead of, like, going on my computer and then uploading to the cloud and then downloading on my phone. Yeah, yeah. It's faster. Ooh. But, okay, what are your updates? I went to go see Melanie and Allie this weekend, which is so great and so much fun. So, I was also in Dallas, and we were also in the same city in Dallas. Crazy. How that worked out. You were like uh, 40 minutes from each other. We were actually at one point like only five minutes away from each other. Oh. So. <laughs> but um, we went shopping and had fun. We went to this like puttery, I guess like adult putt-putt place where they had different um, 
what is it like rooms that were dedicated to each theme like there was a library one and i wanted to do that one so bad but it was already too full and um and then after that we went to well we kind of hung out there because like we did one room and then we kind of got a drink and then hung out and then we went to hibachi and then we were like both nights both friday and saturday night we were in bed by like before 11 it was fantastic we were so tired is going to bed so early well it was crazy because i've been going to bed earlier on the weekend with them than i did any time like this past week Mm -hmm. what are you doing um i was getting rid of notifications because i hate when they pop up on my phone (laughs) it drives me nuts the little red dots yeah same same i have so many right now and it irritates me there's always like one or two that will never go away because it's like on the settings for the apple yeah podcast, and i'm like Ugh, okay whatever my email's overflowing that's the one that ever goes away and drives me insane you can just press all of them and be like red if you don't know how to do that i can literally show you i know how to do it th- i just can't do that why mentally i cannot do that yes you can <laughs> i can is there something in there that you need you never know i just what do you mean you never know just, just let me live my insane life please thank you <laughs> okay um anyways but yeah i did that and then that's really all the updates that i had because there didn't do much else i just was off on friday which was so nice to be off but yep Those are my updates. Nice. Maddie is also reading uh, a book. Sorry. Wow, my eyelash got stuck in. It's weird. Um, right now for the podcast. And she was just telling me all about it and how corny and ridiculous it is. Yeah. And you guys are going to get an episode on that. Because what you're staring at me all weird. No, you're we're just so low energy right now. It's like very apparent. I think it's because it the light is off and we're laying in your bed and we're both. No, I'm like, oh, it's amped. You're like, let me live my chaotic life. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I will. Oh my god. Okay, so we should get to the book. Yes, let's get to the book. And I'm kind of sad it's not. So what Tori was alluding to, I'm reading Priest. (laughs) 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 It makes me laugh every single time because it's just so fucking dumb, bro. I just can't. I cannot with this book. I'm sorry, Tori. It's really not supposed to be a comedy, but it makes me laugh so hard. (laughs) Like, I'm crying right now because of how funny it is. I just can't. And the sex in it is fucking funny, too. God for fucking bit I ever become one of these stories. And now I understand why people, like, read Fifty Shades of Grey. I've never read it, but I understand and get it now because maybe they're just so entertaining. Oh, bro. I was it's all about that. It's so entertaining. Life. I don't even know what it, like, how, like, sexy it really is or, like, steamy, you know, whatnot. But, again, it is so, it's hilarious. Like, the writing is terrible, which is great. Phenomenal. Like, that's, I wasn't expecting much. But, even just... <laughs> 
can't. The fact that it is around a priest is even worse. It is like over Catholicism. Yeah, you really chose to write the book for. Oh my god! It makes me like want to like pee my pants. Like I'm not even fucking kidding. It is so funny. And not only that, I was looking it up on Goodreads, which is never a good thing because oh like God, people I know or like who I follow have left reviews for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on. There's just one. So if you don't know what it's about, it's about a priest. No. <laughs> no. So it's about, it's basically like priest, not, it wouldn't say dark romance, but it's like priest smut, which is a choice. <laughs> just say that. It's uh, contradictive in nature. Yeah. It is. This, okay. So do you remember the girl uh, that did the rant review of After? Mm-hmm. Okay, I follow her, and she is so funny. <laughs> and she said, keep your head up, babe, but God gives his toughest battles to his sexiest soldier. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's fucking cute. I can't have bothered with this book and not in the way that it's supposed to. I can't <laughs> because I am hysterically laughing and get a headache and I can't get air to my fucking face. And so then my face gets red. I'm also oh. fucking for real. It's so funny to me. Anyways, I can't read romance and smut because <laughs> I can't take it seriously. Smut is hard to take seriously. Oh my god. And it, they're trying. They're, I know. <laughs> she's really you trying. Just like give over to it. Give yourself No, over I am. To it. That's the thing is like, but I just, some of these lines, I just cannot. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, so to be continued, I am, needless to say, I'm like already like 35% into the book. So I'm like, oh, you're cruising. I'm almost finished with um, Haunting Adeline. I'm super. When you said that, you when you messaged it to me over Instagram, I thought you were talking about the Secret Life of Addie Larue. No, because I was like, that's not it. But yeah, okay. But I was but also her name like, is Addie, Addie and Adeline. But, yeah, so. so I was like, hmm, spinoff. Anyways, absolutely not. <laughs> well, actually, wow, that's not that far of a reach. It's just a lot darker. Mm. But like with the devil. Yeah, like the devil and the good person. Or I guess Adeline is just a devil, like, what is it? A devil, A devil magnet. Yeah. Interesting. Cute. Don't name your kids Adeline. Um. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but I made Aaron read a chapter of it, and he literally was like, this is the worst thing I've ever read in my fucking life but then he apologized he went off yeah i posted it on our instagram story but he <laughs> the next morning was like i'm sorry i was so mean about your book with a little like heart face i was like okay what the fuck tell him he has to read priest that was oh just like God, that just like a book hate. like just like a page and i'll oh. i'll pick the page because i'm on it right now okay oh gosh that's funny uh, i'd be like look this is what your girlfriend reads look at this I um, got him into the podcast, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Yeah, you've told me this. I think you've told me, but I don't think you've ever said it for the podcast. I don't think so. So when I started my job, I went like podcast insane where I listened to podcasts all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And so I would try and find ones that had a lot of seasons that I could like binge binge listen to. Mm -hmm. And this was one that I stumbled upon. And this dude's like 70 year old dad literally wrote a 
eight book pornography smut whatever and it's the worst writing and <laughs> plot line you could ever imagine in your life and it's fucking hilarious <laughs> and so they this is that's me right they now read they a read chapter this book. per episode and there's like eight seasons because there's eight books and they're so funny and i finally got aaron into listening to it and that's all he listened to on the way to and from dallas while well, i read haunting adeline very different vibes <laughs> Both i mean it's as not fuck. i was like it's not different vibes because you introduced it to him so it's still your vibe the vibes of the of yeah, the current yeah. state of of the novels are very different. Gotcha. One is funny spy salesperson. The other is murder. <laughs> so okay, it's very <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had no idea what you're saying, but cool. Kind of checked out. Because oh, okay. <laughs> I was imagining you guys in the car. So, like, oh my, 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 my brain went to that. I'm like, uh, ah. And then you came back. Oh <laughs> <laughs> We're anyway. here. We're here. <laughs> okay. We should probably get to the actual point of the podcast for today, huh? Yeah. Actually, I was kind of nervous that we weren't going to have enough stuff to talk about. Um, that is literally never a problem for us. I don't think so. Sometimes I do think so. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I think I dominate the conversation, but I think I've talked about this already. I'm like, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Maybe that's just my Leo moon coming out. Anyways, me and Bartman are the same. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, let's I forgot my fucking notes on this. On my work computer, I'm so mad. Tori. I know. I was, because I was typing them out. Like, you have one job. <laughs> I know. I wrote, I wrote so many notes, too. Um, let's start with Bretman grew, like, we already said he lived and grew up in the Philippines. With yeah. His, he literally lived in a village in, like, a 25 compound. 25 people. Oh, no, no. That's later. In a compound. They all had their own house, but it was their whole family lived, right. like, together. Which is also very common in, like, um, Southern Asian and also Mexican like Mexican cultures is to like eventually move in with like you have your extended family in the house as well. Mm-hmm. It's a huge house. And Native Americans there's like originally like they would have these things called long houses where everybody would have a section of the house but it would be your entire family. Hmm. So that's why the like idea of like it takes a village to raise a kid mm-hmm. so, like comes from that. It's like the idea of community and stuff. Which you really do need a community to help raise your kids. Anyways, that gets really deep, so I'm going to stop there. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, he lived in a uh, compound with his family. And it was just crazy, like, how he, of all the families, was more well-off. Um, even just, like, slightly, like, well-off. And, like, mm-hmm. he would get five pesos for every day to go to the market and that would get him his favorite like drink and snack and then he could go get candy and like five pesos every day and like his friends thought he was like a rich kid Mm -hmm. because he could go and do that which was just insane to me because you think about five pesos like that's nothing nothing and the fact that he was able to buy so much was also just crazy too yeah it was a Sad because his dad was gone for work a lot, but that was why he could af- they could afford more. Yeah, because he had a business with his uncle, mm-hmm. and um, I love how 
from the get-go he talks about how his family was very like uh, accepting, accepting of his yes. being oh gay and i love that and i love his that grandma. his grandma would whisper to him in catholic whenever they would go to the sermon and they would the priest or whoever was like preaching would say that like being gay is a sin or being gay is an abomination whatever to that effect and she would lean over and say don't listen to him he don't listen to him he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah and i was like stop that's so sweet and, and how she, she put blush on yeah. him and he like felt like a bad bitch for the first time when she did mm-hmm. that i just re- i wrote this down he literally was like i felt like my hair was to my asshole <laughs> <laughs> But he, like, just loved it so much that she did that. And then she and his dad would, like, talk about it, too. And his dad was super accepting from the beginning and would tell people, like, my son's going to, like, make me rich. Like, yeah, like, had immediate faith in Bretman and his, like, personality. They always, all all of them did. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he was just a personality. And, like, even I love whenever his dad, like, stood up to his uncle Mm -hmm. saying, like, you know, the word, the F slur, but in... Uh, what is it, Tagalog, and um, told him, he's like, that's not what he is. Call him, like, because he had a jacket that had a B, which stood mm-hmm. for Bretman. But the word for that slur in um, Tagalog is starts with a B, so he thought, he's like, oh, does that mean that? And he's like, don't ever say that about my son again. And he threw his, his Bretman sandwich at him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Oh my gosh. And, and also like, just thinking about the fact that like English was not his first language. Which is crazy. Yeah, he speaks three languages. He does, but like it's just crazy to think that because his English is so amazing and I just love him. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell he has an accent, but at the same time you're like I just I would never have known. I thought he was originally like if I had not read this book, I would have thought that it was just from him being from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Not from the philippines because again i didn't realize he actually grew up physically in the philippines for a little Mm -hmm. while it was um kind of nice honestly like nobody really made fun of him no nobody did growing like he felt super supported his whole life which is amazing yeah and like i think he talks about that he's like i was extremely lucky that i did not face the same kind of like hardships that a lot of other people who are part of the lgbtq plus community like both expect and also experience Mm -hmm. which is great because it's like uh, i just i loved it and i love the fact his whole conversation and belief about gender and like sexuality like how he uh, he just thinks of himself as everything like not everything but like a man and a woman Mm -hmm. that he's like the third sex or like the third gender identity that is present in filipino culture there's a lot of third identities in Philippines. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. just listening. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, okay. Remember, I'm trying not to say yeah as much. Oh. So it's not. No, say yeah, because then it makes me feel see, like you're here. See, see it's a it's a affirming thing. Yeah, I don't know why. You, but I sound so dumb. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, shut the fuck up no. already. Uh, I think you're probably the only person who thinks that. Because I don't think I, so. I genuinely, like, did not even notice it whenever you I bet say it. other people fucking notice it when they listen. And they're like, does this bitch say anything other than yeah? Because <laughs> I don't think you so. You do. You do, though. 
So sometimes like having the silence makes you feel like you're like I'm not even interested. No, I'm like I'm <laughs> like you're like staring up to space. You're like this. Like I mean, I was looking at one spot, but that doesn't mean I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> no, that you're paying attention. To, you're just like it's my turn. Okay. <laughs> That makes me feel like I'm dominating the conversation, <laughs> Tori. <laughs> what were you saying? I don't know. This? Yeah. Oh, Christ. I got to keep you on your toes, man. I guess. Uh, anyways. Um, we're talking about how Bretman thinks that he's just he's just everything. Yeah. Like he is both man, he's both woman. See, that's he's why both, I, just I love how he's so just irritated by it. the gender binary because oh, yes, literally because when pe- when Bretman talks, I'm just like, oh, that's just Bretman. Like I don't sit there and be like, oh, is he a man? Oh, is he a woman? Yeah, and he goes by he and she, and like I don't know. I'm just like people need to chill the fuck out because it does not fucking matter. No, it doesn't. It's just like oh, it that's has. my friend. Bretman. Yeah. Because Bretman is not a pronoun. That's his name. That's their name. Yes. His name. Her name. Love it her. It drives me nuts that people are so obsessed with, like, labeling shit. I know. Like, and the thing is, it. is he's so, he's such an androgynous figure and, like, what he, mm-hmm. how he dresses. And, like, sometimes he's super masculine and sometimes he's super feminine or traditionally feminine. And I think he just rocks it so well. He just does everything mm-hmm. so well. He seems so compassionate and, like, kind and I just, ugh, I don't know. I just feel like he is the epitome of, like, what I would want to be as a person. And he inspires me to be more, like, to experiment more, experiment more with clothing and, like, with colors. Because I get very comfortable, you know, in, like, the clothes that I'm wearing and the style that I wear. And I know it takes a long time to curate your own style and stuff and, like, figure that out. Because it's a lot of trial and error. But he makes me feel that it's okay to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know that's so, like, maybe superficial as, like, style or whatever, but that it's is one not. thing that I'm, like, oh, he just inspires me so much because he's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Not just physically, but loved the talk about the fact that he said that he wanted to be a sex symbol. Yeah. I didn't know that he was on the cover of Playboy. I didn't know that either. I love that. And that the Uber driver was, like, you're hot. <laughs> yeah. Even though... <laughs> He's like, I'm not gay, but you're, like, hot. Yeah. (laughs) That's because he is. uh, He is. He, like, oozes sexuality and I just, or, like, sex. And I just, sex appeal. There you go. Um, Beach. Anyways, um, I love, I love whatever he was narrating it. He'd be like, and that's on, like, he's like, yeah. And obviously, like, um, that's what I just believe. Yeah. Yeah, all the yous in the background yeah. is so funny. I was just like, yeah. And then he's like, not me calling my mom a bitch again. again. Which is so funny because I talk that like that too, which is, I just love that part. Um, I also love how he's like, my mom is like the most amazing person ever. Bro, because, I'm the same. And because he's a Scorpio mom. He's, he's like, that's my Scorpio mama. You do not do that. He beat, she comes to the Philippines from Hawaii mm-hmm. to beat his dad's side piece and like she gets burned with fucking oil yeah and like is beating her head into the ground and like the whole family comes out to watch because they don't his stop dad her. has his side piece at their house in the philippines when they live on the compound with his mom's family yeah 
okay to be fair like for reference he he got it was under the guise that she was the maid yeah because nanny nanny right exactly and the reason why the mom left is because she came to america to make more money so that way she could send back to her family in the philippines Mm -hmm. and then eventually get them set up in and bring them and bring them over and they left bretman the middle child basically as a cock block it's like what he says he's like i was like left as a cock block to make sure because i know my daddy was like a daddy in the village yeah he was going around and has like other siblings and stuff yeah so he said that um i was there to basically like keep an eye on my dad and like accountability more than anything but it soon quickly found out that she was like hanging out with this woman or whatever at this club or was it a club or like a i guess so it kind of was like a sort of establishment sort of thing he brought her her over into the house and that she's like oh this is the new maid she's gonna be living with us and taking care of you and like Mm -hmm. she's also like your nanny or whatever and then she's talking about how they would all three of them go to sleep in him in the middle and then he would end up on the couch or like at the end of the bed and let's put a trigger warning and also spoiler warning like we've gotten past that yeah we have but trigger warning because there's like some sketch stuff that is talked about so and he talks about it um abuse and suicidal thoughts and just family trauma Mm -hmm. and um familial abuse as well so sexual and sexual content yeah if you can't handle that don't listen yeah past here because wait what are you talking about sexual abuse i mean his dad and the maid nanny were having sex in the same bed as him oh 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 okay 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 yeah 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 i uh, thought you meant like physically like to him and i was like i can't remember when that was but that's still abuse right and then also later on he had a nanny in hawaii that was would put on porn in the background during yeah you don't remember that part? No, I don't remember. She would that put part. porn on the TV and just like have it on all the time as like a background noise thing. And he it was, was like, "That's fucked up for another time." I don't think it was one of the ants. No, it was a nanny. It was a nanny. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I was I'm about like, to go back what and read the that. Fuck, bro? I'm about to go back and read that. Um. Anyways, so he has like a lot of fucked up trauma and that he's I dealt with. He has. It's very layered. Like throughout yeah. his his um and he's so well adjusted for having deal- dealt with so uh much. so well adjusted for dealing with that and never going to therapy yeah I, i'm so surprised he's never been to therapy he said that weed is his therapy i know but that's <laughs> that is not a substitute for therapy no and it's not do not think that way no please don't and also he uses exercise and meditation as well yeah. which again um all three are like wonderful things wonderful things and they do help with anxiety and depression and things of that like coping right and they are good coping measures but it's still not the substitute like if like these things did happen he probably he really does should go to therapy if you know if if that's the case if he ever wants to work through it so but we're not judging Brittman no not in that capacity he does whatever he needs to do. We don't know him. We don't know how he deals with trauma. But this is, and obviously this is working out for him because he's doing goddamn fucking well. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, just 
we're not condoning the fact that you can replace these things with stuff like help that if you actually do need it. So, so his professional mom help. Beat the nanny's ass. Okay, the we're nanny. taking a back left turn. Yeah, Anyways. we're gonna go back to where we started that. Okay, she beat the nanny's ass or whatever. Ass. <laughs> You're looking to get slapped. You said it. <laughs> Anyways, yes, she beat the nanny in the street, pounded her fucking face in, and then she got burned with the fucking fish oil because she's frying fish, mm-hmm. and she tried to grab the the pan to hit the mom with, but she didn't. She it fucking backfired. Yeah, it fell on her. And then, um, their dumbasses, she fucking, the maid and the dad literally ran into the mountains to her family. Yeah. I said, fuck you. Bro, the part where he, like, wasn't was showing eating. up to court, and then sh- the mom's brothers went and knocked him yeah, out. and he As a hitman? He came to in the court as they were fighting over uh, custody for him. Custody for him. And then they had to get an annulment because divorce is illegal in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't know if it still is. It still? I, I don't know if it yeah. still is. At the time it was. Just so funny that the dad just came to in the courtroom well, in front of the judge. Did you remember that she hired those men to burn down her house? The uh, maid's house? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It, did she hire men or was it her brothers again? I think it, she hired the men, which okay. were her brothers. So, because he whispered or whatever. So, anyways, he, like, she told them to go, like, fuck up her house. And then she used the same two guys to go find this motherfucker and bring him to the court and have him, like, literally, like, pop, pop. Like, <laughs> Did she say that they knocked him out with a baseball bat? Something like that. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. And also, I love the fact that he, that, um, not love. Um, it was very endearing to talk to hear bretman talk about his dad because his dad had like long beautiful luscious hair as mm-hmm. well and was kind of like didn't he didn't fit the traditional mode mold of masculinity either because he was a big buff dude with mm-hmm. like beautiful long silky hair and like obviously supported bretman and whatever he decided to do mm-hmm. and you know present and whatnot so um he's like and i felt so bad because obviously bretman loved his dad a lot he looked up to his dad a lot and he was the one to tell his mom that he was having an affair yeah Yeah. he was having an affair with the maid and then come to find out later on in the book he feels so much like guilt for he thinks he broke them up right for for confessing not realizing he was confessing to what he was or not confessing but telling what he was telling his mom you know, not pr- protecting her sort of thing and feeling that he was the reason to not have a dad anymore and not have a support system or anybody to like, you know, be the be the father figure of the family. So then he felt like he had to take on that role for himself to be the provider is what he said. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which just breaks my heart. Because also, Bretman. he talks about how his dad, like he felt like, when his dad cut his hair, he, like, lost the dad that he knew. Yeah. And, and he said that it was he, like, easier. Yeah. yeah. It was easier for him to let go of his dad because he's like, that's not, it's, you're a completely different person. Yeah. Which is really sad. I know. But then, obviously, it was really touching, like, the way when his dad died, he had, like, that vision of him mm-hmm. with his long hair again. Mm-hmm. And. He yanked his own hair. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. What? It's just precious. 
no yeah no i think it's i think it's uh, it made me sad because obviously like his dad came to visit him before he passed and then like it was 106 he said and that's whenever he was fucking with his boyfriend at the time Mm -hmm. and shitty shitty boyfriend oh my god yes um really terrible relationship trauma from that too um but anyways he thought it was him and then he looked up and it was his dad and then like 10 minutes later his sister was calling him Mm -hmm. trying to tell him um he was just like yeah i know she's like you don't have to tell me dad died already he he visited me before Mm -hmm. and like he like didn't cry until he finally like saw him saw him Mm -hmm. saw his body fucking fuck those people who Mm mm-hmm we're sorry maddie just was adjusting my microphone because i was not holding it to her liking (laughs) it's gonna pick up your voice better (laughs) um the people who were like bombarding him at his dad's funeral when they were walking oh my god like smile for a photo are you fucking kidding are you kidding genuinely like even if i were to ever see like because i'm a bts girly like if i were to see bts like mourning the fucking loss of a family member i would literally like be crying with them and staying far the fuck away from them don't understand like the privacy i think people lack something in their brain when they do that social awareness reading the fucking room empathy I don't Sympathy, know. all of it. All of it. Like, how can you be a fucking normal human being whenever you're like, hey, can I have a picture while he's literally walking to bury his dad? Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, and also the entitlement to feel like you you are, are owed, owed attention. Time. And Bretman's like, I will literally never say no to a photo or like a fan. I know. But then they do that. It's like calm the fuck on people i know it really makes you think that you're like these people are like and then you know those are those fans that are like he didn't even do this or whatever and like without out of context and you're like and then the rumor gets spread like oh he's mean fans he's mean there he doesn't like yeah exactly and he's such a big animal lover the 36 guinea pigs killed me. me i was dying also but smart little fucking kid he's like i'm gonna take the money you gave me and double it yeah love that i like he was i love that he always had like a little entrepreneurial he's a hustler baby he's a hustler the the gummy bears from costco yes the 36 guinea pigs in the yard i was just like how do you not notice that 36 fucking guinea pigs living in your house one guinea pig turned to 36 i don't understand he's like i have to sell these fuckers before my uncle finds out i'm like how does he not fucking know already like that's not something you can hide oh my god i was it was so fucking funny to me also, I didn't realize that the first video of his to blow up was him smacking Princess. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Um, I don't. I've never seen that video. I don't think. I think the first time I really noticed Bretman is whenever he was doing makeup. Mm-hmm. So he was already pretty well established even before yeah. I discovered him for the myself. Way he was talking about his posting schedule and like what he was doing to try and get like followers and views and stuff was so interesting. It was because he was he right was there right when social media blew up so like there was no algorithm or like anything yet which was so interesting 
because that he's like the OG. He yeah. was like with the OG beauty community with everything where people like mm-hmm. he talks about it. He's like, I gave him to my fame because I worked for it, mm-hmm. not because there was an algorithm, algorithm that helped push stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which that was like ugh, too bad we weren't podcasting. Then, Girl, we were literally God like damn. 16 and you were in Wisconsin. Uh huh. I'm it's funny. I just love it. <laughs> But yeah, I wish so too, girl. Because sometimes I look at like crime junkie and I'm like, dang. I got Instagram when I was a senior in high school. What? The first photo I posted was of my gold Mickey Mouse earring. It was my mom's earring that I was wearing that day. And it was on my desk and it looked cool. And so I took a picture of it. (laughs) I I got Instagram my freshman year of high school. Your freshman year? Yeah. It didn't come out until my senior year. No. Yeah. Like freshman year of high school. There's no. When did it come out? 2011. 2011. Mm-hmm. Well, that would have been my senior year. Of high school? 2011 to 2012 was my senior year. I started college the fall of 2012. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you, you're not three years older than me. I'm 28. I'm 26. Bitch, I don't fucking know what to tell you. <laughs> so I'm like, I graduated in uh, May of 2012. June of 2012. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. So 13, 14, 15, 16. So you graduated college in 2016. 2017. Did I graduate in 2013? <laughs> I must <laughs> There's no way I got Instagram. <laughs> I'm, so I'm so bad at math. I can never do it. <laughs> 2013, yep. 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 I was like, hold on, bitch. <laughs> I literally do this all the time, too. 2013 is when I graduated. That's right. That makes more sense because we're two years apart. So that, yes. is, that makes more sense. I was like, bitch. <laughs> yes. My okay. bad. Okay. My Wonderful. Oops. Glad we cleared that up. Anyways. <laughs> I was confused. You were confuzzled? Yep. <laughs> Stop. So, oh, the, the other thing I was going to say is his, his brother, J.R., yeah that was rough that was really really rough and how he would beat him and beat on him for like the smallest things and he was the only one that was not okay with him him being gay gay. in Mm -hmm. in the beginning because now he he talks about or ask he's like now he asks me questions about the the community and yeah even him asking that is such a huge i always take it as a huge like sign of respect and like or not respect but like a, a step of growth yes and understanding because he wasn't like that at all when we were growing up and i'm man the bitch feel bad for me anyway so that's why he'd be, he'd be taking me around in the car and shit or whatever when he needed to go places and stuff. yeah because there's like a difference between like siblings harping on each other and like beating each other up and then like abuse yeah which is there was a line that was being crossed for sure yeah he would he would abuse him for no reason Mm -hmm. um he gave him two concussions 
He gave him two concussions. Which is so gnarly. Also, they lived with 25 people in one house. 25 people, and he said he would sleep on the floor. He'd sleep on the floor, and then he would go to the roof if he ever wanted, like, some peace and quiet. And then Mm -hmm. he'd stay there until he got in trouble. That's so crazy. I know. That's, like, okay. So my childhood wasn't, like peaceful by any means or whatever mm. but my mom if i was ever complaining she probably would have been like at least you have your own bedroom and you don't have to live with 25 people like that's some shit she would have said to me and i would just be she's like, like you should be grateful the fact that you have your own room because some people have to share their room with yeah. two other siblings yeah well, even though i had to share my room with my sister when we lived like at it's just ridiculous but i just like, I can't imagine her being like at Uh-oh. least you don't have to oh we've got a small panther mona you scared me when you said uh-oh at first. Jesus Christ. Sorry. It's okay. You, you get so jumpy whenever I say uh-oh or do anything. Let me grab Well, her. because you traumatized me with your uh-ohs and your screams and shit. But he had, like, such a positive outlook on everything. And he talked about how that's, like, the way of, like, Filipinos and stuff. Like, they're always happy and positive. And, like, looking on the bright side of everything. Which I feel like just bleeds into right. his demeanor. Like, he... It really is. He And he talks about how even that's, like, in the spirit of aloha. Of mm-hmm. what, you know, Native Hawaiians and that, like, aloha is so much more than just being kind. Like, or just being, what is it, welcoming. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so, and I liked how he went into depth on that, too. Just so much more culture than I, like, have in my pinky nail. <laughs> Honestly. He's so much more attuned with his culture, I think. Yeah. Than I, even than I, you know, there are times where I feel like I am, but I'm not. I'm so far removed. Like, my great-grandparents are the ones that were from Mexico, and even then they immigrated here from when they were children. Yeah. So that is so much lost. So much of that is lost on, on, you know, going through generations and stuff. And speaking of my great-grandmother, I'm going to go see her this weekend. She's turning 95 on Monday. Yeah, that's really cool. I know. I'm excited to go see her. She only speaks Spanish. And she's like half blind. But she is sharp as a nail for 95. Yeah. She knows exactly who she's talking to. Do you have to like communicate through my parents parents. then? Yeah. My grandparents and my parents. Because they don't. I I can't speak to her. Yeah. Which sucks. But but she knows a little bit. She knows. Oh, hola. She's like, hello, hello, I love you. <laughs> I love you. And I was like, I love you too, Grandma. And she's so tiny and frail, so I'm like, don't want to hug her too bad, too hard. <laughs> like the tiniest little pets. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, don't, don't fall apart in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> but I love her so, so much. But it's crazy because that's my dad's grandma. Nice. That's just weird. That's my gran- That's my grandpa's mom. Yeah, Crazy. I don't have any great grandparents around anymore, but they all lived pretty old. That's good. Yeah, up yeah. in the northern woods of Wisconsin. Hell yeah, hell yeah, brother. T- tough people up there. <laughs> oh no, I'll tell you. She's escaped. Oh no, bro. My great grandma, um, one of them owned a bar up in the northern parts of wisconsin uh-huh. and lived in fucking haunted houses absolutely not yeah my mom would literally get so scared that she would run 
from the house down the street to the bar with a fucking butcher knife in her hand because she was terrified when she stayed there but they loved going out there because they loved going to the bar and like being with their grandma <laughs> is that not insane that's traumatizing literally trigger warning someone uh, um off to themselves in the backyard and she was li- she literally like lived for that shit she it was a full haunted house like multiple uh-uh. i've heard so many stories no i, I don't don't say that so shit creepy. no don't say any of it because i believe in that shit uh-uh. i know so do i no i have and to, like, I'm like leave leave the spirits alone oh 100 and they did not just stop stop fucking... shut up shut up shut up we i don't want to i don't want to hear about it i want to hear about it i'm <laughs> both so, so fucking for real the fact that you're bringing it up at like this topic in this subject at 10 14 at night well, now i'll never be able to get sleep. back to bread now i'll never be able to sleep thank yes, you. you will yes you will i'm not going to tell you the actual stories so yeah. you don't have to know because they're traumatizing it's already traumatizing enough <laughs> what you've leaked i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to read more priest god damn it <laughs> hell yeah but aren't you proud of me though reading priest i'm actually so proud <laughs> you suggested it which was shocking yeah Considering you, like, hate smut. <laughs> I have to do some sacrifices, okay? And it's good also, to it's good. expand your horizons. <laughs> Even though those horizons are into the deep depths of hell. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's sin. But it's sin. <laughs> <laughs> oh you can't. Okay, going back to Bretman. Yes. Also, crazy he got arrested in Texas. Oh, my God. That was so fucking funny with the, uh, can we take another headshot? <laughs> can we take another headshot? Asking for a third one because he wanted to make a merch out of it, which did he ever do that? I don't know. I don't either, but it's iconic. And also, I don't know if you, you know, call her daddy, right? Mm-hmm. So when they had two hosts mm-hmm. back when it first started, Sophia had a headshot and they made merch out of the headshot. <laughs> And it's just so fucking funny because you always look like so rough during the. Oh my god, stuff. the lighting is bad. All of it is bad. It's not but a good also, thing. he totally made a point and like he literally got arrested for having a joint in his bag or whatever, which is yeah. so fucking stupid. Yeah, and the fact that of, he's like, and it wasn't, and it truly was not his. You know, it was given to him. Yeah, but you know, and that's so hard. I'm not sympathizing with police, but that is hard to be like really. Like, is it really yours? Because, you know, they weren't there or whatever. But at the same time, like, come on. Like, look him One up. One joint yeah. is not Nothing. the thing that we should be worried about, people. Didn't he get, did he get arrested in um, Houston or Dallas? I don't know. Well, it certainly wasn't in Austin because they would have let him go. Yeah, 100%. And then he got arrested again or detained. And they were like, so you're arrested in Texas? And he was like, oh, they took that off my record. And they were like, no, they fucking didn't. He was like, huh. Well. well <laughs> what was that one for? I can't remember. I can't either. And I'm kind of mad about it. Was it? No, he was coming in from the Canadian border. Oh, yeah. It was. Wasn't it was for the same thing? Crossing a border. I don't remember. Many Maybe he said that he took all his edibles and that's the reason why I'm thinking about weed again because he's yeah. like you can't weed is legal in Canada but you cannot fly with it. So he had his edibles and he's like you're only supposed to take 10 grams and he took 30. Oh yeah. And he, and was, he was, super, was zooted. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, And then 
he was talking about how he likes to be high. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really like to drink or do any other drugs, though. Yeah. Other than weed. He did shrooms for a little bit. Yeah, but he doesn't. He said he doesn't do that really anymore either. Yeah. Also, he met Rihanna. Bag of times. And then I thought it was so funny. He's like, she said, Bretman, I'm talking. And he's like, and whenever the Queen Riri tells you to shut the fuck up, you shut the fuck up. He's like, I shutted the fuck up. I shutted the fuck up. It was, it was so funny. And he's like, and then he said that he was typing his message in a response and like he was showing Holy it to her. Yeah. I was like, oh, baby. Uh-uh. Ugh. I can't. I cannot wait for the day that he gets invited to the Met Gala. I know he's going to pop off. I already know. I'm so excited. I'm surprised he hasn't been yet. Honestly, me too. Especially because Emma Chamberlain has. Yeah. And he's the been fuck? around longer than her. Yeah, but the only reason why she gets invited is because she's white, tiny, petite, mm-hmm. little. She's itty bitty. Mm-hmm. She's literally With her coffee company. I've never had that. But I have so, I'm so envious because her house is gorgeous. It is beautiful. It's Gorgina. Bretman. Also, I feel like Bretman has always been so, like, he's, like, funny and crazy and, like, cusses and whatever. But I feel like. It's always him. He's classy. Mm-hmm. Even, like, through, like, still. Because I feel like he's, he's just always kind of stayed true. And, yeah, he's respectful. I said respectful. A respectable yeah like he always is like i'm not gonna fucking like i'll come at you if you come at me but also at the same time like i'm gonna give you grace the fact like yeah I, I just feel like he's a good person he is he's like he may be brash and like he cusses a lot but he really does not like he's not problematic yeah he is not problematic at all he just ugh, I I like just, him oh my lot. god i want his spirit i just want it i want to be his friend i want him to share his like secrets of his hair because his hair is Gorgina. Also, I was thinking about how I used to watch his science videos all the time. Do you remember that phase? No, he what? would do like science experiments and stuff, and it was so. Did he say that he did he talk about it and in the he, book? He did. He was like, I love that my fans like kind of just like progress with me. Like no one got mad at me when I stopped doing like makeup no one stopped getting or was mad at me when i stopped doing the science stuff they just like right they just grew with him his audience really did grow with him which it makes sense because people go through phases in their life they're not always doing the same thing forever but i used to like love watching his little science videos he would make in his house and then the pole dancing ones too oh my god yeah he's like like, i ain't got a pole dance i I, I ain't got a pole pole in my room my living room for nothing yeah (laughs) <laughs> he really was doing the ariana yeah, yeah a lot yeah and it was it was sometimes so soft he'd be like yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering if like in the book it was because it was like in parentheses or something i doubt it i don't well oh, i can i can tell i can show you because i have the book from the library oh, okay like the, I, the, don't listen. I don't have the book what the fuck is it called the um ebook so i can pull it up really quick if you want me to also i love that he he was like this is like a short essays too Mm -hmm. because it really did feel like a free-flowing like journal it did session which is my brain thinks in that way too like when i write it sounds like that too so i just feel like i really understood the way his brain worked and how his like stories like dove into a completely like different area but then he would like come back and like circle back to what he originally started with 
because that's just how my brain works too but he also said he has adhd and i'm like i really think i have adhd the signs have just been pointing towards it lately yeah like the this one says damn girl there were lots of baby eaten in filipino folklore whatever it it was like and the dreaded tick tick whose long black tongue slithered down chimneys then ripped out and ate the fetuses from pregnant women's stomachs damn girl there was a lots of baby eaten in filipino folklore whatever it took to scare it whatever it took to scare us straight yeah he's like but not straight in the but don't worry, I would never be actually straight, no matter what supernatural ghoul was trying to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Filipino folklore has been passed down from so many generations, but adults would also pull random shit out their asses to get us to obey them. Also, he was like, no one's more suspicious than Filipino grana- grannies or something like that. <laughs> yes, it's like, if I got in a fight with my sister, my mom would say, Bretman, you know what happens when you fight girls, right? And he'd say, what? And he'd say, you're going to start growing boobs. Then I beat my sister up even more. (laughs) (laughs) Don't threat me with a good time, bitch. (laughs) No, I just, I loved him. I feel like all of it was just so, it was all so plain language. Mm -hmm. Like they literally did it verbatim of how he would tell it in person. Yeah. Um, I also liked the little segments that were like, you're that bitch too. And he would give advice. Yeah. He was like, celebrate your culture. And like, he talked about some really good, like, topics like your entrepreneur keeping people who are like you know if you're being bullied or like standing up for something yeah. just like how to take care of like keep people who are supportive of you close like mm-hmm. let them know that you're supportive also like kill them with humor mm-hmm. because you know he was like i def know a bitch don't want to be talking about somebody who was like whatever you're all laughing at each other and he's like it's hard to let not like somebody whenever they you can make them laugh mm-hmm. i'm like Ugh. What, then, what else and then the one thing that really tugged at my heartstrings is whenever he tried to suffocate himself. Yeah. Yeah. By running around basically like with heat exhaustion and then using a heavy blanket. And I'm like, and he didn't do it once. And that made me sad. Yeah. Because he was going through some really, really hard stuff. Well, he said that well, the first time I think was right after all that shit happened with his dad. Mm hmm. And then the second time, he's like, literally, I thought it was hilarious. Not hilarious. I thought it was crazy that he was just like, you know what? I, I'm a bad bitch. I don't know why I'm feeling this like this. And just stopped. Some people have, like, they just, the mind, the, like, mental fortitude to mm-hmm. do that. And it is insane and beautiful at the same time. But also, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I wish sometimes. Also how he was, like, suffering from an eating disorder, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what he talked about. He's like, he would just, that was also after his dad. Yeah. Like he felt like he wasn't allowed to like. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. I know. It's so tough. Like no matter how many times you can like say something to a kid, like they can still internalize like. Something completely bad. different. Right. Um, I also liked how he talked about how tiktok has normalized more like people becoming their own and like celebrating their cultures more mm-hmm. versus when he got into the game it was all about like white creators which is so true oh and talking and, like, about even colorism standards oh my gosh colorism was so bad i mean still is i mean he, like yeah. he talks about how like in filipino culture yeah. it's still such a big thing which is so gnarly because 
And then the the one person who like grabbed his arm and was like, "Oh my god, you're tan! Like I love it. Where'd you do like get it?" And he was like, "Me." And she thought she he meant like how we celebrate tan and darkness here, yeah, rather than white pale like or whiter skin or lighter complected skin, right? And just God, our culture is society is just fucked up and weird up yeah so nuanced that you're just like i can't ever like it makes me so sad it does angry that it's this way i know but also his skin is gorgeous he is just gorgeous everything about him is gorgeous he's just inside and out it really is Brian, we love you (laughs) we're your biggest fans we really are Uh. (laughs) what is that thing that's going around it's like if Bretman has one fan, it's me. If he has a million fans, I'm one of them. If he has no fans, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, it, I mean, like, people say that about stuff on TikTok, like, when they're, like, a huge fan of it or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. But it, it But you see, so you just inserted Bretman. Yeah. Oh, it applies. It does. It does. Such a good reference, because that would be me. <laughs> I am such a... I have always been a fan of Bretman, and I think I He's will so continue funny. to be, yeah, as he 100%. breaks barriers and stereotypes and expectations and everything. Today, and he is seriously so fashionable. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I knew you were going <laughs> to fucking do that. It it's just reminded me so much of fucking Ariana Grande. I He's know. Like, yeah. I know it's, it reminded me of that too, but like just like every po- like he can pull off anything, yeah. And he looks I like such his, a like, bad de- bitch when he's like lifting and shit too. Oof, yes, I'm always like, come I love oh, his definition of like beauty and that it's like everything being unique rather than everything being like a standard of like what society thinks is beautiful. He's mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm beautiful, and I always felt like I'm beautiful because I don't look like anybody else. I'm like, yes, beach. Yeah. <laughs> um, finding out that his ex hexed him. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, babe, what? It's so funny because that voodoo like, should be real though. I literally not that long ago saw a video that was like, if you feel like bad things have been happening to you, make sure there's no one in your life who would have put a hex on you. And then now that they talked about this in this book, I'm like, oh my god, is this a sign that someone fucking put a hex on me? And I need to be worried about this. You need to be cleansed. Seriously. But. Yeah, yeah this book was definitely something like super lighthearted. If you listen to it, it is literally only like five hours long, and that's at one speed. So if you read anything faster than that, you will finish it within an afternoon. Mm-hmm. A morning or an afternoon. And even though they talk about heavy topics like it never he makes it very heavy where i like was like upset depressed yeah he he kind of he doesn't gloss over them but he just touches on them because Mm -hmm. he's like i it's past my life or or it's i've already passed that point in my life and yes it's important but it's not the purpose of what i'm trying to tell you in this Mm -hmm. book so um but if we weren't any more of like bretman stands before we are now for real and I just, I hope one day I get to meet him. That'd be cool. And go see all his chickens. His chickens. Because he, he just hasn't got eaten more chicken. recently. Girl, he's always getting chickens. I know. <laughs> I saw an interview. He's like, people just bring me chickens. Yeah. And, and he the, doesn't say no. And then he bought chickens and they showed up in a shoebox. <laughs> yes. I, I saw that video. And he's day. like, and he like puts them out and he's like, and these are five and they each have a pair. So they get 10 more chickens. 
Oh my gosh. And the fact that he knows them all and that he's a plant mom. Uh-huh. Love that. And also love the fact that he has cousins who are also Kiefer and what was the other one? I can't remember. But Kiefer also changed her pronouns too. She, she, her. Oh. Why do I not remember that part? Because at the beginning of the, ooh, at the beginning of the book, Brettman refers to Kiefer as he, him, and then she, oh, that's right. That's she right. changed her pronouns. He, yeah, he says hey, her pronouns are she. Don't do that. Way. Don't do that shit, Mona. Lay down. Should I just throw her out? No, it's okay. I feel like we're pretty close to being done. Don't fucking do it. I'll just keep my foot right in front of her so she can't attack the computer. Attack. Attack, attack, attack. And attack, I mean, try and nuzzle it. <laughs> And rub her face it. on it. Take it with love. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, love vomit, literally. But, but yes, you definitely need to go read it. Please, or actually, please go listen to it because he really brings it even more to life, and it's just fun to listen to him talk and, and I laugh mean, with him. I, I I can imagine when you read it, you hear it in his voice, anyways. So you might as well just listen to him read it too. Right, exactly. He does such a good job in capturing that, even if you don't end up like you don't like audiobooks either, but. Please just go add it to your add it to your list. It's it's a fun time. It's something that'll take you out. If you've had a really hard read or maybe you're in a reading slump, dude. Yeah, this is a good easy a good one to like bring you back into it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So next week, uh we don't even have the fucking schedule out yet. Next week we're doing Crescent City. Part, part two. two. It is we're here. We're finally gonna finish it for you guys. We have finally we are carving out a day, like a afternoon yeah we have so much to talk about so much shit we have to cover and not only that i'm like i even have notes i'm like oh my god i have so many notes to keep track of shit i know i'm gonna i'm going back into the book and highlighting things like there's shit that we've got to cover baby i love it anyways we'll keep you updated on uh my journey of (laughs) priest (laughs) and we'll probably talk about it too because i told uh tori we had to we will this month so I'm excited. I'll probably listen to it. Uh. Listen, listening to smut is so difficult. Reading it's difficult. Listening to it is I can't way even harder. imagine. I can't even imagine. And then some people are like like the dark like romance like fucked up mafia shit. And yeah. I just can't even imagine. I listen to I'm giggling. I can't. I can't. Even, I'm giggling. And like my face is red, and I'm like looking at like an imaginary audience, being like, "The fuck!" Like, like literally, yeah. constantly with this book. So I can't even imagine. Um, I think I was desensitized. When <laughs> I listened to the Akatar series on the dramatized version because uh, they literally make that's. Mm, I feel like um, um, <laughs> <laughs> in the books and i was like i'll literally rip my ears off right now <laughs> stick a pencil in them i cannot listen to this so now listening to smut when there's no noises i'm just like whatever <laughs> yeah anyways <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. i'm gonna have to deal with that for a long time aren't i yeah anyways um Oh my god. I that's just, it for this episode that's it i can't really think of anything else and um yeah we'll keep you We'll keep you updated. We'll see you on the next one. We will. For CC 1.2. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what's 1.2? Okay, we got to go. <laughs> Bye. Bye.